Welcome to the Freedom House Church Weekend Message. Today, you'll be hearing an exciting message from a communicator on our teaching team. Whether you're just waking up, on your way to work, or going for a relaxing evening walk, we know this message will equip you to experience Christ's freedom today and every day. So enjoy. you would think we'd have every reason to smile, to stay, and talk a while with no weights bearing on us, and with all hope to believe in. But as fireplaces crackle and silver bells jingle, as families mingle and smile, they laugh, all the while inside feeling a weight bearing on them. Weight, like the toy bag of jolly old Kris Kringle. It's a weight that seems burdensome. Heavy, it's steady, but it's there. And we're all aware of its presence, a heaviness present. And in our hearts, there's a longing. We are more than just ready, more than ready to drop this weight, to feel lighter, our hearts brighter, as maybe, just maybe, hope cuts through doubt like a razor. Even greater, with the love and help of our Savior, we may see the weights all along were really just paper. Well, hello, Freedom House. We're Aaron and Stephanie Blanton, the campus pastors here. We hope you guys had a Merry Christmas. I know I've talked to several people, and it was just a nice, chill Christmas, you know, just hanging out at home with family, enjoying each other. All month long, we've been going through a series called Paper Chains. It's been about those heavy things that have been holding us back. And what we really realize is that with God, those paper chains really aren't as strong as we think they are. Right. And we can break free from those. And today we got a special treat for you. We're going to do what we call a five-on-five. Five. So five people get five minutes apiece to tell you exactly what their personal chain is that they broke free from. And I'm excited to hear from them. All right, so there are rules of engagement, and we do need audience participation. That's right. Yes, I love rules. I really do. <laughs> so today we have some rules, and you're going to help with those. So the first rule is that they have five minutes, five speakers, five minutes. And that's a literal five minutes. So this isn't just approximately five. This is literal. So with that said, um, when they have one minute left, they're going to see this one-minute sign come up. It's going to be held up. That's going to notify them that they need to, you know, kind of start wrapping it up. And then at 30 seconds, they're going to see this 30-second sign go up, and they're going to know, okay, my time is almost done. So then you're going to see a 10-second countdown come up on the screens. So when that happens, that means that, man, it's about to buzz. And what I mean by that is, let's listen. Do we have it? Three. There it is. There it is. So you're going to hear a buzzer, and their time is done. So um, here's... Another thing that we're going to do, and this is where we need your participation, when we um, welcome them to the platform, you are going to jump to your feet and give them the best 
cheer because some of these have never spoken from the platform before. And you're just going to cheer them on. And then when they finish, you're going to jump up to your feet again and just give it up for them. So I think we're about ready to start with Let's our first it. speaker. Yep. And this gentleman comes from just down the hallway. Uh, yes, just down the hallway. <laughs> he serves in our Arrows classroom, uh, raising up these little kids from first to fourth grade. And what he does is he takes the steak that we get in here which we look at as the word of God, and he cuts it up into bite-sized pieces for these little ones so that they can digest it on their level. And so um, he loves your kids. And let me tell you something, the kids love him. And you are going to love him too. So I want you to jump up on your feet, Freedom House, and give it up for Michael Ott. Well, hello, Freedom House. All right. Well, hey, I just got to say, I love the title of this series, Paper Chains. I mean, when I hear it, it immediately gives me hope, right? Because paper chains, they're easily broken, right? Right. So today, I want to take just a few moments, and I want to talk about the paper chains of procrastination. Oh, now, as Merriam-Webster's dictionary would define, procrastination is to put off intentionally the doing of something that should be done. Now, we all know the truth, right? We all procrastinate at different times and for different reasons and in different areas of our lives. Now, I'm, I'm in IT where I work, and in preparing for this, it actually helped me to better understand why I might tend to procrastinate with certain tasks. And I find it usually boils down to, well, either a lack of knowledge and experience or if it's going to slow me down when I'm on a roll. Because if there's one thing I love about my job, it's the satisfaction that comes from getting a lot of things done. Can anyone else relate? I mean, it feels good, right? However, when that task comes along and, well, I find that it's still going to eat my lunch, right? Or um, it's just going to, I don't have the information I need. That's when I tend to want to procrastinate and put it off another day or maybe even another week, right? But once I get the knowledge I need, I find, you know, it really wasn't that hard. And, and it really didn't take as long as I thought. It just required a, a little bit more than normal. But here's the good news. It moves. It moves from the put it off column into the I nailed it column. And that feels good, right? Right. So what about the reasons why we procrastinate? Well, as you can imagine, there are tons of them. But here are a few common ones. Sometimes the task is just too overwhelming, right? I mean, it requires more time, more money, more effort to complete than what we're able to give. You know, like cleaning out that garage, right? Right. At other times, we put things off because it's just purely unpleasant to deal with. And so we put off that difficult conversation we need to have. And if we're really honest with ourselves, we're afraid. We're afraid of what we might hear, so we keep putting off that doctor's visit, and we just tell ourselves, oh, it'll just go away. But in any case, we're only delaying the inevitable, right? Because at some point, that task will come due. It's going to have to be completed. Amen? But hey, let's turn the tables on procrastination instead, and let's call it out for what it is, because procrastination is a liar. 
It is. You know why? Because it promises something it can never deliver. That if I defer, that I don't have to deal with it. Yeah, right. We know that's not true. But you know what else? Procrastination will whisper in your ear and will say, ooh, you're not a good employee. You're not a good person. In fact, you're not even a good Christian because you don't like to work hard. You don't like to do hard things. But wait a minute. Let's just stop right there. Can I just say the opposite of that is actually true? You see, I learned that I do like to work hard. I do like to get a lot of things done. And that's the very reason why I might be tempted to procrastinate because it might steal that satisfaction of accomplishment. So how do we begin to break the paper chains of procrastination? Well, here's a couple simple things I've learned that have helped me. The first thing I have to do is I have to stop. I've got to ask myself, what am I feeling about this particular task or issue? And then second, why? Why am I feeling this way, right? So once I answer the what and the why, it allows me to identify the underlying cause so I can label it. Is it stress? Is it a lack of motivation? Is it fear? Now, why is that important? Because if I can't label it, I can't deal with it. And that's exactly where the devil wants us to keep it, in the dark. So we never quite know what we're dealing with, right? Hallelujah. So this is the thing, though. But once we label it with a name, right, then we can make progress. Then we can begin to use the word of God to deal with it and outline some practical steps to break those paper chains. Philippians 2, 9 and 10 says this. There is a name that is above every name. And at that name of Jesus, every knee, every name has got to bow. Be encouraged, Freedom House. Yeah, come on, Mr. Michael Ott. Now, I'm sure he's the only one that's ever procrastinated in here. Nobody related to that story at all. But I can tell you one thing. I'm glad God didn't procrastinate and send his son. You know, even though the enemy wants to keep you in that fear, Jesus came. And procrastination does nothing but keep you in the dark. So I love the fact that you can break free from that. So our next speaker, she's a southern belle. If you're looking for a city girl, this isn't your girl. She's a southern girl. I love her hospitality, her charm, her laughter, and I love her family. I'm telling you what, every week you probably see her out front with her husband serving in our greeter team. They're bright, smiling faces you walk in the doors. She's a wife, she's a mother, and you're going to love her. Get on your feet and give it up for Kristen Stacks. All right, I got to talk fast, and if you're Southern, you know we are long-winded. So we've been attending Freedom House for three and a half years with our three kids late every Sunday. For real, if y'all know us, we're late every time. Um, I came to church, but I didn't even really came into this year. if I didn't, I didn't know if I believed in God anymore. Um, in July, we found out that my husband had stage three colorectal cancer. Um, I ended up meeting Pastor Stephanie and Pastor Aaron in the coffee shop. Like I said, we didn't know they were the campus pastors because we were late and left early every week. So, <laughs> so she invited us to dinner and talked to, God led her to talk to me about Tide. 
Well, I've let her know quickly that I don't believe in tithing, and we did not tithe. I had no shame in it, you know. Um, but the scripture, Malachi 3.10, I remembered that you can test God in that, so bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will be enough room to store it. Malachi 3.10. I think I said that. But uh, my heart was so heavy all weekend. And on Monday, I tithed. I did not tithe with a pure heart. I told God that if I tithe, you have to give me some money. So um, on Wednesday, I got a call from a friend that God woke her husband up in the middle of the night and told him to pay our house payment. Not only did they pay our house payment, gave us $500. So God gave me some money, but, you know. <laughs> that same week, a couple gave Pastor Stephanie $1,000 to split between two families. She called me and was like, I have to meet you, and gave me the $500. So by this point, my heart totally shifted. I mean, I saw God show up, and I'm like, okay, there's something to this. God, you're listening. You're there. Um, I let Pastor Stephanie in, which, if you know me, we came in. Uh, Jarrell didn't even know who, like, that we had been coming that long because I did not want to be involved with church people or the church. I came because my husband made me come. <laughs> um, but we got involved in a life group. I began to let people in, and I started greeting out of the front. So <laughs> um, God did not stop there. Um, I'm sorry, I lost my, God did not stop there. A friend of mine that we met when my husband got cancer um, gave us a large amount of money. I did not want to take it because it was thousands of dollars, but she told me, you are not stealing my blessing. You better take this money and shut up. Um, sorry, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> um, so that same week, my husband's car broke down, and we had the exact amount of what was given to us to purchase him another car. So um, last month after tithing, because we I'm a, I'm a tither by this point, y'all, but so we tithed, paid our house payment. We had $90 to last two weeks. I get an email that night that $1,000 was going into our bank account. So we recently found out that due to some complications that we have to go to Duke for my husband. And the same week that we had to go to Duke, God spoke to me to sponsor a child um, for Christmas. And I'm thinking, I got three kids at home to sponsor. I'm not sponsoring another child. But I was obedient because I'm a toddler at this point. So I was obedient to God. Um, so that literally two or three days later, my best friend calls me and says, you're going to be mad because God's working on my pride right now, too, with all this. But I nominated you and your, kid, or your kids to be sponsored at Christmas. And out of hundreds of emails, our three kids were chosen to be sponsored at Christmas. So, And God didn't stop there. Last week, I go to my car. There's a red envelope. There's no name, nothing. It just says, thank you for being a blessing. We love you guys. And there was $300. So I have no idea who it was. If it, you're out here, thank you. It was a blessing. Um, God is, con I never dreamed that we would be walking this walk with my husband being 38 years old, having cancer. Um, but I see that if God's going to show up through this, then God will heal my husband. And that was the biggest, you know, the biggest thing for me. Um, I've only shared these stories with very few close friends because I didn't want anybody to think we were poor. Because um, like I said, I'm prideful. And, you know, as a child, I did grow up poor. So I have really worked hard to not be that person. But God wanted to break me down. Um, I was clinging to money for dear life because I never thought that it would be enough. And if that's you that doesn't want to tithe, because I hated tithing, y'all, but I'm telling you, it, it not only does that tithing, it really shifts your heart. It makes you generous with others. Um, sorry, that 30, that 30 seconds is throwing me off. So, <laughs> but anyways, you know, I, 
test God and tell God, you've got to give me some money back if I'm going to give you money, you know, and, and he will. God will show up for you just like that he showed up for me and my family and is still doing it. I've literally never seen God and experienced God like I have after I started tithing. So thank y'all. She didn't even need the buzzer, y'all. That girl, she's so funny. I love, love, love her. And, you know, what I've seen so much of her, about her this year, and what I've grown to love is her enthusiasm. I mean, to know that she's walking through what she's walking through with a husband who's 38 years old and having stage three colon cancer. And this girl has become the joy of my life this year. I'm like, what? Like, that seems so backwards. But the fact that she can walk through this and trust God and um, the fact that this church, see, this is the beauty of life groups. This is the beauty of community. The church has surrounded her during this time, not only financially, but in prayer as well. The church has surrounded her husband, and he's daily encouraged um, by the men in this house. And so I want to give it up for our strong men, too. So it's just pretty incredible what God has done. And if you can believe um, her story, man, what, what can God not do? And so we're just believing for that. So our next speaker, oh my goodness, there he is. I was like, where'd he go? <laughs> all right, his name is Aaron Medeer. And you guys all probably know and love him very well because he's been, yeah, see? He's been leading our greeter team for about two or so years. And he literally shows up for every single service. I can't get him to stay home. I'm like, Aaron, you don't have to be here for every service every weekend. He's like, no, ma'am, I'm going to be. And that's just his attitude. He's, he's a man of excellence. He's poised. He's purposeful. Um, he's no longer on the market. Um, he, yeah. Yeah, he met a girl named Emily, and she's been coming to Freedom House, and we absolutely love her. So I want you to get up on your feet and give it up for Aaron Medea. Hello, everyone. So, anyone have a past in here? Raise of hands. Raise of hands. Okay. All right. I have a past. My past is one of divorce. So today, the, the whole ensemble of the message is paper chains. My paper chains was divorce. I've been divorced twice. Not once, but twice. Through that season of divorce, I went through just a tumultuous season of just garbage, sin, filth, anything you can think of that was negative, I, I was there. I felt alone. I had no friends, which when you contrast that with today, seems so long ago. My internal dialogue was, God, there's something wrong with me. Because if you're divorced, there's obviously something wrong internally with me. And that lengthened the time that those paper chains were on me. And even being a man, I'm talking to the men in here, when you have something, we like to keep it inside. We like to internalize things. You need to stop. People need to know what's going on in your life. There are people here in this church that want to come upside with you and lift you up. I went through such a season, and I, I grew up in the church, and I stayed away from God. But through the prayers of my parents, who I deeply love, I was led to come back to God, back into the Word, back into an active prayer life. But I wondered, where could I, not, where could I go that I wouldn't feel judged for not being perfect? I found Freedom House, as so many can, in here can say. But I was still confined by my paper chains. 
But after a time of actually getting involved and going through our forward class here at church, which I strongly encourage every single person to go to, those chains started to be shredded. One of the elements that the forward class deals with is the sabotage cycle. And then to encapsulate that, it has to deal with when you constantly go back to the things that you thought you dealt with. Mine was I, didn't, I never forgave myself. Now, God forgave me the moment I came to him and asked for forgiveness, just as he has for you. But I never forgave myself. I just sat there and beat myself up continuously for my shortcomings. If we are not careful, we can stay stuck in paper chains of never forgiving ourselves. I had to forgive myself and move on. Another act was the act of getting plugged in with other believers. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Get plugged in with real believers. In my quiet time, God showed me an image of a horse that's tied to a chair by a small cord. Now, that horse, with how powerful it is, could easily break free in that moment. But if that horse is conditioned to think he will never get free, he's never going to get out. He, it's going to be inconceivable for him to want to leave. We must get past that paper chain mentality. What seems like huge and heavy chains to us, the shackles are easily broken if we focus on God. God is calling to each and every one of you to let go of your chains. He wants to break them off right now. As I referenced earlier, my internal dialogue was something of negativity all the time when I was stuck in my chains. God turned my life around, just as Pastor Stephanie referenced earlier, and he redeemed it. God never once left me. He never forsook me. He was right there for me as he is for you right now. Romans 8.39 says, and I am convinced nothing can ever separate us from the love of God. Nothing, not at all. Not the powers of hell can separate us from God's. God loves you with a passion we can't even begin to imagine. While you may think your past disqualifies you, and believe me, I thought mine did. I really did. I really did. Those thoughts are paper chains that the enemy is trying to shackle you with. For me, for me, the breaking of those paper chains is similar to how Samson, even though he thought the source of his strength was his hair. Mm. I got some bald men in the audience, man. And how he lost his hair and looked bald like me. His true source of strength was the Lord. And he obliterated. He didn't just take them off lightly. He obliterated those chains. God extended his grace to me in that moment, in that very moment. And he's extending his grace to you. Make the decision to reach out and take full advantage of the grace that God has given to you to lay the beat down on the enemy and go into 2021 change. God bless. Great job. Phenomenal. I'm going to tell you guys, it's not easy as a man to be vulnerable like that and say, you know what? I, I just, I was bound, but I became free by stepping out and asking for people's help, asking for people's, people's prayer. You know, how many of us have a past that we're like, probably was a little sketchy every now and then, you know, and we're still being bound by that. Divorce, 50% of us in here have went through that. And it doesn't have to bind you. It doesn't have to keep you down. God has a new beginning. Every day his grace is new for you. So phenomenal, Aaron. That was awesome. The next lady we're coming up with, or Jean Cowell, is phenomenal. 
She serves in our guest central area, runs those teams. She's a single mom. She just has a passion for people. And once she got plugged into Freedom House, her entire life has changed, and she's continuing to blossom, continue to set other people free. Get on your feet. Give it up for Orjean Cowell. Freedom House. First, let me start by sharing something with you that I only share with my friends. I am a recovering addict. I'm recovering from low self-esteem, insecurity, unworthiness, unforgiveness, and brokenness. I relocated from New York to North Carolina with my oldest daughter. Um, I bought the house, the car, had a nice job, and 14 months later, the rugs, the rugs ripped under from under my feet. I lost my, my favorite aunt. I lost my freedom. Side note, I didn't go to jail. I got pregnant with twins. <laughs> I got laid off from my job the week after I found out I was pregnant. And yeah, the baby daddy, he was gone too. I felt like I got kicked in the stomach. Here I was planning my life, and it's, everything seemed to be going great, and within months to have everything taken away from you. I was 500 miles away from my family. The only support system I had was work colleagues and friends. What do you do when you feel like you've lost everything? Do you cry? Do you pray? Do you blame God? Do you blame others? Do you have pity parties? Do you take ownership and try to fix it yourself? Well, I did all that, and nothing worked for me. <laughs> they never took away the pain that I felt deep inside and the shame. The very thing I vowed to never let happen again happened. Here I was a single mom, now raising three kids. I felt like the world was judging me. I felt like a loser, and everyone was laughing. I was unmarried and a college dropout. I was depressed, and I started drinking more than I want to admit, just so I could numb the pain that I feel inside. I ended up in relationships with men who were not God's best for me. Can anyone relate? More often than none, I looked better than I felt. But God is good, and he's faithful. At my lowest point, a friend shared with me Matthew 6, 26. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? I reluctantly came to Freedom House on an extended play date with my kids and their kids' family. The moment I drove into the parking lot, it was different. They had parking attendants that were helping us out of the cars. I walked in the doors and was greeted with pure joy. Everyone was smiling and shiny and happy and looking like they were high on coffee or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was lost and I didn't even realize it. Sometimes you don't even know when you're lost until you're found. And what I found in this church was community, sisterhood, a woman, Pastor Stephanie, 
who pushed me outside of my comfort zone with her love shove. She believed more in me than I believe in myself. Which brings me to this moment, sharing my story with you. God knows I'm not perfect. But what changed my life was applying his words. I was obedient. I got connected. I joined life groups and I tithe and I serve. These things have completely changed my life. Today, I can confidently tell you, I walk in freedom. I have joy and forgiveness in my heart, self-love and confidence. I started by telling you that I'm a recovering addict, and I can stand here today and tell you the paper chains of unworthiness, insecurity, brokenness, and unforgiveness, low self-esteem, have held me back for far too long, and I will not be held back any longer. Okay, so that was incredible, first of all. Thank you so much. Aren't you glad for people who will share their life with you like this woman just did? I mean, what I love about her most is that she uses her past to help other people. You know, she's constantly leading life groups. She's doing prayer calls. She's encouraging the people on our team. She's buying them gifts. Whatever this woman has to do to let people know that they're loved and that God believes in them, that's what she does. And, you know, no one can impact a life more than the person that's walked in someone else's shoes. You know, and that just encouraged me. It reminds me that I was at once a single mom, too, and God does restore. And so, you know, if you're out there and you're going through it, I want to encourage the single moms specifically right now. God is with you. He's an encourager. He is Emmanuel, and that's what we're celebrating in this season. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us, just like Orgene said. And so I just want you to give it up for her one more time. She's incredible. Thank you so much. All right, our last speaker is a mess. <laughs> he really is. Um, he is our Kingdom Builders director here at Freedom House. He's a life group leader. Him and his wife consider it sheer joy to serve other people. I just found out yesterday that they literally drove all over on Christmas delivering people food. I mean, that's just the people that they are. And so uh, I couldn't be happier to have him finish out our five-on-five. Five. Stand up on your feet and give it up for Kingdom Better Director Randy McCurry. Can we give it up for our campus pastors, Pastor Aaron and Pastor Stephanie? And our senior pastors, Pastor Troy and Penny Maxwell, for giving us this opportunity at all three campuses this morning. And how about for Jesus? Yeah. I tell you, my wife Christy and I came through these doors the first time in 2015. 
And we immediately, immediately fell in love with this place. The things you've heard here today, we experienced firsthand. The love, the openness. I mean, we love the preaching. We love, we love the messages that God was speaking to our lives. But we loved how we were greeted in the parking lot and in the lobby. How people opened up to and invited us to things. And we were excited about getting involved in Freedom House Church. I mean, we wanted to get involved. We wanted to serve somehow. We wanted to support the ministry somehow. We believed in tithing. We wanted to support that. And so we, we wanted to attend regularly. We wanted, those are things we wanted to get involved with. But there were three things that I was adamant, I mean adamant, I would not do. No matter what. And I told my wife, I'm not doing these. Don't ask me. If Pastor Troy asked me, whoever asked me, don't ask me. There was three of them. The first one was meetings of any kind. I mean, I don't like meetings. I don't like meetings at work. Church meetings are worse. My concept was nothing ever gets accomplished. You just talk about it, and then you're meeting again about it the next week, talking about the same stuff. That was my concept. The second thing was talking about money. Don't do it. That's private between you and God. Don't talk about it. And the third thing, biggest thing ever, don't ask me to attend a life group. I'm not doing it. I'm just not doing it. I'll get the life groups in a minute. <laughs> so right off the bat, we get invited to this get on track meeting. What is that about? Well, it's about, you know, it's a newcomer's class for everybody that comes to Freedom House. I'm like, you know, I've been a Christian for a while. I don't need to do that. You know, we, I don't want to go to that. And, you know, I meet people all the time that have been attending for years and years, and they've never been through get on track. They're probably about like I was. I'm like, I'm not doing that. Well, Pastor Troy said one day, he said, listen, you don't have to do it. You don't have to do it. But I guarantee you, if you do it, it will benefit you, and it will please me if you will do it. I'm like, okay, if you put it that way. So we went. And what was amazing about it, it was, I mean, we learned the, the church history, how the church was started. We learned a lot of the core beliefs of the church. But we also discovered some of our spiritual gifts and how we could use those to serve people. We were taught, you know, hey, this is the way you serve. I mean, it was amazing all the things we learned in this meeting that I did not think I would learn anything in. And so what's interesting is today, I'm on one of the teams that actually teaches Get On Track. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Hey, then we get invited to this meeting at pastor's house. It's called Kingdom Builders. And I'm thinking, oh, yeah, yeah, we can build a kingdom. I like that. My wife, Christy, goes, it's about money. I'm like, No. So Pastor Troy would invite us to his own personal house and talk to us about money? She goes, it's about money. You're not going to believe this. We get there, there's like 30, 40, 50 people. It was about money. <laughs> I mean, it was crazy. But here's the thing. For the first time in my life, I heard a pastor share his vision about what he wanted to do. This was 2015. We had one campus, the central campus here. And he immediately said, God's given Pastor Penny and I this vision for Charlotte. We want to have multiple campuses. In fact, we want to have two new campuses within the next three years. We want to have a campus in the jail. We want to help plant churches all over the country. We want to send missionaries all over the world. This is what we want to do. And we were like, yeah, yeah, we can get behind that. We can definitely get behind that. So another meeting that was beneficial that we went to. So you know what? Today, and what's amazing about this is I'm on the Kingdom Builders team. 
And I'm also on the tithes and offering team. So, and that was, the, that was the thing. I was adamant about not being on the tithes and offering team. So what happened was I was in the parking lot, working in the parking lot, and I actually had a, almost had a wreck one day because I'm directing traffic like this, and I see somebody and I'm start waving at them in all three cars almost. And so Pastor, Pastor Michael says, hey, 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 I got something you might can do, you know. So Pastor Michael says, why don't you do tithes and offering this week, you know. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. And he goes, yeah, come on and do it. So I did it reluctantly. I did it. And then guess what? You're never going to believe this either. Pastor Penny Instagrammed about it. <laughs> Everything you do something good, she's putting it on the gram, you know, bragging on you. And then they invited me to be on the team. So, again, today I'm on there. But the last one was life groups. I mean, listen, no way, Jose, am I joining a life group. No way. I mean, because my concept of life groups was like an AA meeting. <laughs> Hello, my name is Randy. I suffer from road rage. Pray for me because I'm going to kill the next lady that's driving 55 in the hammer lane. You've been there. That was my concept of life groups. <laughs> and so I get this call from Brian Moyer and Olin Carter. Hey, you want to go play tennis on Thursday night? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, a bunch of us guys, we're just playing tennis. So we get out there, and we're playing tennis, and at the end, they're praying. They're saying, does anybody any need any prayer? Hey, and this life group will meet next week again. I'm like, what? <laughs> and then I get a call from this other guy. Hey, we're having some people over at the house. You know, we're talking about leadership. We got business people and different people over there. I'd like for you to come join in. I'm like, yeah, sure. Bring your wife. I'm like, okay. We come over there. Guess what? It's a leadership life group. <laughs> People will trick you around here, believe it or not. <laughs> now, life groups are not like that all the time. <laughs> they really we actually, You can sign up. You can go to freedomhouse.cc slash lifegroups and sign up. <laughs> but if you don't sign up, we're going to try to trick you into getting one here. So. <laughs> oh, me. Here's what's crazy about this. Today, my wife, Christy, and I not only attend life groups, we host life groups. We're even on a life group coaches committee thing. I mean, come on. Another meeting. I mean, you know. <laughs> but here's what I discovered about life groups. Life groups are how Jesus cares for us and how we care for each other. You've probably seen them and you don't even know it's a life group, just like me. I mean, it's just people getting together for coffee or playing basketball together. Maybe they're doing a book study or a Bible study together. Maybe they're just hanging out together on the weekend, doing something. It's not about what you do. It's about who you do it with. And you've heard so many great stories of how life groups change people's life. Life groups change my life. I mean, I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you. It's one of the best things that ever happened to me, getting involved in life groups. Because it took the focus off of me and put the focus on others. And that's what God was trying to do in our life. And it's amazing. You can take a life group and invite people to your house or to play basketball or to do different things that would never come to church. But God gives us this opportunity to do that. So, I mean... It's life-giving conversation. It's praying for one another. It's encouraging one another. And sometimes it's holding each other accountable because we need that, right? We need that in each other's life. So the things that I was so adamant about not doing were all based on my paper chains of being resistant to change and unreasonable. I'm just adamant, you know? But here's the thing. God keeps working on us. In fact, he gave me a scripture on how to deal with it. 
It's found in 1 Randolph 12, 12. Don't be so adamant. Actually, it's not. It's found in 1 Samuel 15, 22. Obedience is better than sacrifice. You know, and here's the, I love this with Jesus. The last night on this earth before he went to the cross, he spoke this to the disciples. He said, hey, listen, guys, in John 13, hey, listen, guys, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another as I've loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you're my disciples if you have love one for another. You see, he doesn't want us going through life alone. He really doesn't. And he gave us this wonderful thing. It's called the church. I mean, and we're in this together. You know, 2020, 2020 to me has been the year of isolation, if you think about it. But Jesus has said in his word, don't give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. But encourage one another and do it more often in the last days. That's Hebrews 10, 25. You see, this morning, you've heard from several incredible speakers. And maybe you identify with something that was said here this morning. Maybe you have a paper chain of brokenness or disappointment or fear. Or maybe you've got a negative label on you or lack or unworthiness or wrong mindset. Whatever your paper chain is, Know this, that Jesus loves you, and he wants to reveal himself to you. He wants a real relationship with you. He wants every one of us to live in freedom. And that's everything we do here at Freedom House. That's what it's about, finding freedom in our everyday lives. So if you're here today, and whatever your need is, know this. Jesus can meet it. You know, you've heard this morning, he can deliver you from your addiction. He can heal your broken heart and give you His joy. <laughs> he can heal your disappointments and give you a new direction. <laughs> he can remove your label and give you a new one. It's called child of God. He's the King of kings and Lord of lords. And there's nothing he loves more than you. Nothing. But there is one thing you have to do. You have to break free from the chain of procrastination and invite Jesus into your heart. And invite him to make and invite him to be Lord of your life in every area of your life. So he's offering that to us today. You see, Jesus is crazy in love with you. I'm not talking about, you know, finding religion or joining a church or doing all those things. I'm talking about a real relationship with the Savior of the world that wants to be in communion with you, that wants you in communion with his people. That's what we're talking about this morning. So can we all just stand and pray? Just close your eyes. And I'd like to ask you one question. If your heart stopped beating today, do you know where you'd spend eternity? Jesus offers us the opportunity to spend it with Him. He's paid it all. He's paid it all for you and for me. If you're here today and you don't know this Jesus and you would like to know Him, if you would, just raise your hand. We'd like to pray for you. We're not going to embarrass you. If you're online 
and you say, I don't really have a relationship with Jesus. I don't know Jesus, but I'd like to. There's a little bar there you can hit. Thank you for making that decision today. There's nothing greater than starting a relationship with Jesus. He loves you. Now, you may be like me. You're here today, and you've just been resisting getting involved. You've been resisting doing the things you know in your heart are right. You had this paper chain of being adamant about something that was all based on false information. Jesus loves us, and he wants us involved in community. When we get involved, we find our purpose. We find direction. We're able to love somebody else that Jesus wants loved. So maybe that's you today. Maybe you want to make a declaration that, hey, I want to get involved. I want Jesus, I'm coming back to you. I want to make you Lord of my life. If that's you, you can just raise your hand as well. You see hands all over the building. Thank you so much. Can we pray? Lord, we love you. And we thank you for being involved in our lives. Lord, thank you for what's been spoken here this morning by these speakers. Thank you, Lord, that we have seen and heard of how you have moved in people's lives. Lord, how we have messed up our lives so much and you keep pursuing us. We mess up, you keep pursuing us. Lord, we have wrong mindsets, you keep pursuing us. Lord, whatever we're doing, you keep pursuing us because you love us. Your word says you are Emmanuel, God with us. You are always pursuing us and you're with us. You want to have a relationship with us and we praise you and we thank you. Thank you for being our Lord and Savior. Thank you for a wonderful church that reaches out to the community, that wants people to come to know you more, that wants people to find freedom in their everyday life. Thank you for planning us in this church. And Lord, we just ask you to bless everything that's accomplished here. We thank you for the new people that have come into the family today and for those who have come back to you. We thank you and praise you for that. And we celebrate that today. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Amen. Let's give it up for Jesus. Let's give it up for all of our speakers today. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed this message, we encourage you to spread the word. Share with your friends and family on social media and make sure you subscribe to hear a new message every week. Really love the message? Well, we want to hear from you. Make sure to leave us a review below. Want more Freedom House content? Follow us on Instagram at Freedom House and subscribe to Freedom House Church on YouTube. We hope you are equipped to experience all that God has for you this week, and we'll see you for our next Freedom House Church weekend message. Thank you.